0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98, one FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam's going to produce today. Uh, we will have a taped interview um with the legendary jerry rice yeah i had a chance to talk to him yesterday and then um you'll also hear um from uh 24 7 sports will smith who covers south florida i'm sorry will turner who covers uh, south florida for 24 7 sports he'll be with us today as well um we will take your calls, questions, comments, three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Interesting um, in that maybe it's just me and maybe I am way overreacting, but... What's happened here? Dude, if this is what I sense. Let me go back. I'm a big history guy. Okay? In June, in July, when I asked you what were your thoughts about the season? Many of you said, "Well, you know, there's not a lot here." It's a first year coaching staff, uh, you know, six and six or seven, and I got a lot of that. And then as the season progressed, as it got closer to the season, fandom kicks in. It always does, because you want your team to win. So you don't talk logically, you talk as a fan, right? Oh, we could beat anybody. okay. After beating Utah, well, okay, they're going to win the national championship. And then, in losing to Kentucky, now, oh, well, forget it. Season's over with. Isn't it somewhere in the middle here? Let me also say something about Anthony Richardson. I don't care what team you are talking about. The quarterback position is the most important position in football, Maybe the most important position in sports. Arguable, but you get where I'm going, right? Well, many people have speculated. Was he hurt? Did did he not? Here, I mean, yes. I I got three different people sending me video when he was limping in the first quarter. Uh, I did not see him limp in the second quarter. Did it hamper him? If it did... No one is saying. If it did, did it alter the play calling for him? Because certainly, as somebody pointed out in an email earlier today, or I guess it was yesterday, um, it it did seem like an inordinate amount of passes Richardson was called on to throw based upon the score of the game. But Kentucky was not going to let Anthony Richardson beat them running the ball. Period. And so, can other teams adopt that blueprint? And if they do, how does this coaching staff then counteract that? That is going to be, I think, a huge key to this season. Gator volleyball tonight. FSU will have it live. Rays play a doubleheader today against Toronto. And Mike Trout has a chance to match a major league record tonight. Know what that is? Most consecutive games with a home run. He hit in his seventh straight game, hitting a home run yesterday. If he does it today, he'll tie a record. It was first set by Dale Long yeah, in 1956, I think. And then Ken Griffey Jr. matched it. Uh I believe Don Manningley did it, but nobody has made it past eight. Trout's got a chance to uh match that today. All right. So that's what's happening. Call us up. Talk a little sports. 3928255. You can email srussell at WRUF.com. Daryl Bats first. Daryl, hi.
2: Steve, how are you today? Okay. Steve, let me start by saying this. I guess the older I've got, you know, following the Gators as long as I have, yeah, the loss still sucks. Steve, but they don't bother me like, like I used to. I've come to the point where, you know, coaches on the other side of the field, they coach too, you know, besides what we have in Florida. And, you know, I can't call plays. I can't run plays. All I can do is buy season ticket. So, you know, I said before the season started, this is going to be a process. This is not going to happen overnight, Steve. It's just going to be people. are just going to have to be patient with his staff, you know, and him getting the players in here.
1: Yes, but I don't. I, I a lot of people say that, right? Until you know things start happening, and then you don't have that anymore. Because look, I get it. I'll give you a perfect example, Daryl, Jets fan. Okay. I understood when they hired the coach, it was going to be a process. And yet, as I watched the first game and the Jets get destroyed by Baltimore, to hell with that process. Why? I'm a fan. So logically, I get it. You're right. It's a process. But fans don't think logically when they watch their team. That's why, you know, all of a sudden, all this euphoria has come to now – almost doom and gloom and they're one and one against two ranked teams.
2: Yeah. Well, Steve, how would you like to be the fan base in a uh, college station, Texas or, uh, or South bend Indiana? I mean, especially in Texas, a and M right now.
1: Yes. And th- there's, I mean, there is, I mean, no- Notre Dame has a first year coach and the quarterback got hurt. So, okay, maybe, but at A and M you know, all the recruiting he's done on paper. And once again, I'm going to say this again. Would you rather have five-star players as opposed to a three-star player every day of the week? It doesn't guarantee success because those players are now playing at a different level and you have to adapt at the college level. So once again, I'm not saying Jimbo Fisher can't turn this around but there is, there is a lot of heat on him now, and there should be.
2: Steve, I took my little eight-year-old grandson to the game uh, Saturday night. He sat there and enjoyed it. Him and his little buddy that played baseball with him. And he walked out of the swamp and he told his little buddy, you know, this is the first time I've been to the swamp with a loss. You know, I took him to games before, you know, with this blowout stuff, but I thought to myself, Bud, you've got a lot of ways to go. You, you know, like your papa's been to many games over here, but, you know, it's his first time experiencing a loss over here. But, you know, it was good that he went, and he's getting older now. He enjoys it a lot more instead of being bored. He sat there the whole game and was into the football game. Steve, that's what's important to me, you know. He's right. good getting into the stuff.
1: All right, Daryl. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Michelle, get right to you, 1214. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery ESPN. FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM,
3: WRUF. Good morning, I'm Matt Quattararo. Week one of the NFL season concluded last night with the Broncos and Seahawks. Russell Wilson's debut with Denver was spoiled by his former team as Seattle held on for a 17-16 victory. Gator Volleyball takes on rival Florida State tonight from the O'Connell Center as they look to continue their three-game win streak. You can tune in coverage right here starting at 6.45. The Rays will take on the Blue Jays in a doubleheader today with the first game starting at 1.07. Game two is scheduled for 7.07, and these are crucial games for the Rays who have slipped down to the third spot in the AL wildcard. Three straight divisional losses also find Tampa Bay in third of the AL East. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Cotteraro.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
3: For
1: years and years and years, if you were driving behind me and you were looking at the vehicle and where I bought it from, you would see Southeast Car Agency. Many years, many great vehicles. I trust them. That's simple. And I don't ever endorse something I don't believe in. Southeast Car Agency has been great to me and has been great to a lot of other people too because the Cousins family's been in business for over 40 years. And when they open their doors until right now, they've done the same thing. You have the best alternative to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. You want to check them out before you go see them? You can. Go online, secars.com. All the information you need is there course the price other information about the vehicle is always there and they update it as cars go and come from the lot if you want to go see them in person test drive the vehicles all you have to do is go to northeast 39th avenue and check it out and do just that their sales staff is there to help you but they'll never try to hard sell you they work with you to make sure you get the car or the vehicle that you're looking for when you go see them in person Make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency.
4: Hello, friend. Al Purnell here, the Sausage Man for Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage. People ask me how Old Folks Sausage got its name. Well, Old Folks was my daddy's nickname. He got it when he was a little boy, being around the Old Folks and listening to their stories and learning things. That's how he learned to make great tasting sausage the old-time way, and that's still how we make it today. Try Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage. It's good.
1: Hey guys, Mike Valeni for Cash the Ticket Podcast. If you like sports betting or if you just like sports, it's the podcast for you. We try to cover all the big games and maybe some of the games you didn't even know were important, give you some angles, pick some winners. Have a good time and hopefully help you uh, meander through college and pro football season. So join us a couple times a week to get all your information you need to bet the games that you watch. It's cash to ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. College football season is here and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road brakes, A.C., oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks, and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com.
5: Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your
1: car. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and a 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the key lime milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs
6: at Dick Mondell's.
5: Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800 513 1652. 800 513 1652. 800 513 1652. That's 800
0: The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 981 FM and 8.50 a.m. WRUF.
1: Oh, phone lines open 392-8255. Michelle, hello.
9: Hello, how are you, Steve? I'm good. So I knew that this comp this was gonna come up because I listened to you over the summer. I called in and talked to you about it over the summer. These delusional Gator fans. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. You we you had a call um or a question one day that asked, How would you feel if the Gators went two and two, three and one, um one and three, just kind of those questions, and I think just about there was a good bit of people that called in and said, "Oh, if we can get through two and two, you know with the game we'll be doing good because we have um you know it's still kind of rebuilding, we don't have a lot of depth on our team, and you know Anthony, while he's good and talented, he's not mature yet." And I knew all that was going to go out the window the moment we had the bad game. I knew Napier was going to have to find out that these Gators are the definition of hot and cold. They, you are the greatest thing walking on air uh, one week, and the moment you don't have a great game or we lose or whatever, you know, they're ready to fire you, get rid of everybody, you're horrible, and all of that. Gator fans are absolutely delusional um no i mean i and the people that i've seen that have really thought that we were going to win a national championship i was like Well, what team (laughs) what i I don't understand how that came about and they seem to progressively be getting worse year after year and and i don't understand where that comes from and maybe because i'm a long-time gator person you know i went to the Season When we were 0-10-1, I went to every game. Um, my uncle had season tickets, and I went. And also, I'm used to the, the Gators, and, you know, we can have all the greatest expectations in the world, and then we hit the field, and you're like, well, okay, here we are. This is what we got this year. All day. right. But Gator fans got to get it together.
1: Okay. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate your call. Steven says BYU averaged eight yards a rush against USF. Do you think Florida will run heavy? Do you think they'll stress the passing game, try to boost AR's confidence? I'll tell you what you have to do, Stephen. Win the game. I mean, let's just say this happened. I'll use your term. They're going to stress the passing game. And he throws two picks. And they're returned for touchdowns. Well, now all of a sudden, the game is in doubt. I'm not saying that you don't try to get him some throws to give him confidence, but your job is to win the game. And if you think running the ball is the best way to win the game, then that's what you have to do. And BYU uh, hung a lot of points on them. It's, again, I've been doing this for so long, I think sometimes I've run out of things to be amazed at, but I don't. It's 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 how it is. And just two weeks ago, many of you and over the summer were saying how great Anthony Richardson was, how You know, people like me didn't appreciate him. You know, why are people always cutting him down? And I'm not doing that. But I think we see, and it's only one game. Anthony Richardson might go to Tennessee and run for 120 yards and throw for 250. He's capable of that. But before you start anointing somebody, you just have to be careful with it. Mark emails. On a scale of 1 to ten, one being the least worry and 10 being the most, if you're an Alabama fan today, what's your worry level about your team? Mm. Four. I'm going to go back to what I just said about Florida. One game. Okay? Remember, Sarkeesian knows... to scheme up ball plays and he also knows Nick Saban so give Texas credit for that give Sarkeesian credit for that the two glaring things for Alabama their receivers cannot get separation and I think their offensive line is not very good so when they start playing and Texas is a ranked team and please don't make it like Texas is terrible they're not but you know when they start playing, you know, elite teams, they've got to play better than that. You you can't commit fifteen penalties or whatever it is and and beat elite. Texas is not elite, they're decent, but you can't beat elite teams that way. Bill will join us now. Hi, Bill.
10: Hey, um uh, wanted to talk about football of course, uh Monday morning quarterback uh Tuesday morning quarterbacks and all of that, but uh, my, uh, my son went to B. Holtz and I've uh, always admired uh, Whittemore for uh, you know finding the open spots in the zone. And uh, I'm curious, uh, do you know any reason why he's not playing?
1: Whittemore is playing.
10: Oh, he is? Yeah. I have not seen him uh, catch a pass at all. Well,
1: but that doesn't mean he's not playing.
10: Right, right, okay. But is he not uh, Richardson's? receiver guy uh, obviously think not i ought to utilize uh, him a little better because uh, you know if you got miscommunication maybe you've got uh, need to use someone a um, little more experienced is is my thing but
1: well he's no more exper- and, and i love him don't get me wrong i do not know why he's not been he's played some He's not been targeted a bunch, um, but is he getting open? <clears throat> it, what's the route? I don't know any of that, and I do yeah. think with the previous staff, they kind of schemed up some things for him, and I have not seen that yet with this
10: staff. Okay. Well, I know he's not probably not the fastest guy in the world, but uh, still – you know. But I I needed to make one more comment. Uh, did you know Minnesota beat Green Bay? <laughs> that that never that usually doesn't happen and I'm a Viking fan, but I just wanted to mention that for everybody.
1: Okay. All right. So, Thank you, Bill. Appreciate your call. Uh yeah, they with a new and again, they got a new coach. They beat Green Bay. They look good. Now he's gonna be Bud Grant after one game. And remember, last year, the Packers looked awful against the Saints, and they ended up being pretty good. But it's the snapshot you can get because it's a week to week snapshot. Always is. 1228, Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. I had a chance to uh, have a conversation yesterday uh, with Pro Football Hall of Famer Jerry Rice. That is going to come up next, ESPN 98 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
11: This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM,
12: WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. Fruits and vegetables are very
8: environmentally friendly foods. Make them even more friendly by eating them in season. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing?
1: Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics. Now, you've put it off long enough, it's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Hey friends, it's Steve Russell for Scott Caldwell, your home sold guaranteed realty. Are you considering selling your home? Have you received your upfront written agreement guaranteeing the sale of your home at your price? Well, that's exactly what you get from Scott Caldwell and your home sold guaranteed realty. Scott's upfront written guarantee states, your home will sell at your price and in your time frame or Scott will buy it. Having an upfront written guaranteed sale from Scott allows you to shop for your next home knowing your present home is guaranteed to sell as well as benefiting from the peace of mind, knowing you're going to get your price and your time frame. And included in Scott's written guarantee is the promise. You always get the highest price. You see, if at any time a better offer comes along, you get the higher offer, not Scott's guarantee. Take it from me. Call Scott Caldwell, 352 209 352-209-0000, or visit caldwellhasthebuyers.com. There's
11: a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in gator country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission.
12: Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit FLHSMV.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement.
13: Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally-installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net.
0: From the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update.
14: Sun and clouds today with temperatures a bit below normal getting into the mid 80s. Scattered afternoon and evening storms toward Marion Lake and Sumter counties. Tonight, partly cloudy, low temperatures in the low 70s to kick off our Wednesday morning. Elevated rain chances for the rest of the week as a cold front sits just to our northwest. We might get a nudge of drier air by the weekend. The UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Cowboys are in trouble.
15: I think they know it. But they are in trouble because in the offseason, they did not acquire a backup quarterback that would be sufficient enough if something like this would happen. Backup quarterbacks at a premium. If you can get you one, you go and pay for that guy.
0: This is where we are with the Dallas Cowboys. Another dud, another dud season for them. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 a.m. (laughs) W-R-U-F. athlete activism to athletic achievements we have you covered your home for every important sports story ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF the home of the Florida Gators
12: this is the voice of the Gators Sean Kelly and you are listening to sports scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM
16: WRUF the home of the Florida
1: Gators I'm Steve Russell. The uh, NFL season underway, Thursday Night Football part of that. You can now see it, Prime Video. Here to talk to us about it, Pro Football Hall of Famer Jerry Rice. Jerry, welcome. So tell us, what do we need to know about Thursday Night Football on Prime Video?
17: Well, Prime Video, I I had the opportunity uh, to shoot this commercial with probably the greatest defensive back ever, uh, Deion Sanders, you know, Prime, and also Barry Sanders. Uh, one of the best running backs. So if you have Prime, you have Prime Video. Uh, To celebrate, Amazon is launching Thursday night football central with exclusive deals for Prime members. And you have to be a member. And, you know, this coming Thursday, uh, you know, you might be able to hang out with me. You know, you got Chargers, you got Chiefs, you got Herbert, you got Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be, you know, exceptional. Then, you, you know, you got Steelers and Browns, you know, down the road, too. So this is really amazing.
1: Are you part of the Thursday night football package then?
17: Yes. Hey, if if primetime is part of it, I am too. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like it. Uh, Okay, so let's go to Jerry Rice's house. What would a Thursday night watch party look like there?
17: Uh, Thursday night watch party would be probably like you got to have the snacks. you got to have all of that. But I am so into football. You, you know, it's almost like I get my game face on, you know, before kickoff. Uh, I can feel that excitement, that that energy. And, and, you know, just like when I was out there on the football field. So, uh, you know, like I said, there's great deals. There's, uh, you know, there's discounts. There's... Uh, exclusive experiences and and all of that. So man, it's amazing.
1: How has the game changed in your view from the time you played to now?
17: Uh well you have the run pass option now. Yeah. Uh, there's more bubble streams and you got, you know, guys like Debo Samuel in the backfield running the football and that was something that I, I could never do back in the day. I was more of a route runner where I was on the outside and, and I knew I had to uh be good at my craft because there was more bump and run, the physicality of it and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you knew that the defense was uh defensive uh back he was gonna just, you know, fight you all the way downfield. So, you know, the game done changed a lot, but you know, I, I think players are more protected now because if I was uh, on the backside and the ball was not being thrown my way out of field getting hit so you don't see that in football anymore.
1: You know, it's only one game, Jerry, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers, great as he is, struggled yesterday, and his best wide receiver got traded. So isn't, you know, good quarterbacks are made by good wide receivers and vice versa. Is not is that a fair statement?
17: Oh, yes, yeah. uh, without a doubt. And I, I think the thing with Aaron Rodgers right now, he, he feels like uh, he's not on the same page with his receivers right now. Uh, which is something that, that I, I feel like you have to work through uh, doing training camp. You know, you, you have to get on the same page, and you have to know exactly what the quarterback is thinking at all times. You've got to know uh, how to get into, into those open areas on the football field where he can deliver the football. And that was something I was able to develop with uh, Joe Montana, Steve Young, you know, through practice and preparation. And just sitting down talking about different scenarios. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he's frustrated right now, but he's going to have to fight through that.
18: With all
1: the RPOs you talked about, is the art of route running lost a little bit, or is that still important in the NFL yeah. game?
17: I think it's still important, but you, you, you're not going to see that, uh, you know, precision anymore. Uh, you know, because we had the West Coast offense and and if you couldn't run routes, uh, uh, it was no way you are going to be on that football team. You know, because it's almost just like doing a dance uh, with the West Coast offense. The ball was in the air before uh, you even came out of your cut. Uh, so you had to have that type of chemistry. But now you, you see that, you know, the quarterback is uh, basically in the shotgun the majority of the time. He's not under center. And uh, like I said, you see these... Uh, wide receivers in the backfield and all of these bubble streams. So uh, I, I think it might be lost just a little bit, but you still have to uh, be able to get open.
1: Wouldn't a player like you thrive now? I mean, that you can't bump and run anymore. Uh, the defensive backs can't do what they used to do. Would you thrive in today's game?
17: <laughs> I would make it happen no matter what. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how much uh, how much success I would have in today's game now because, you know, my thing, it was all about, you know, being able to run good routes and and getting separation to throw the ball. I I understand that, uh, you know, you can't touch the receiver after five yards anymore. And I remember even with Deion Sanders, you know, we used to battle all the way downfield, also Daryl Green, you know, until I came out of my cut. So, you know, the physicality of it has done changed a little, but, you know, I think it's still – the greatest game ever.
1: Uh, Where can viewers go for more information about Thursday Night Football coming to Prime Video?
17: Uh, Amazon.com backslash uh, Prime, and you get a 30-day trial, and go get it. This is the best time to join, man, because, you know, you get 15 regular season games, 15. Think about that Thursday Night Football.
1: Last question. We have one minute left, Jerry. Looking back on your career, the Super Bowls, being in the, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it, was there one highlight for you as you look back on your career as, as you got into the Hall of Fame and, and that sort of thing?
17: There are so many highlights. Uh, but I, I think when I broke uh, Jim Brown's record uh, against uh, the Oakland Raiders on Monday Night Football and, and how all of that happened, You know, because uh, George Cever had taken taken us out of the game. Uh, Then we got the ball back, and he ran down the bench, and he he said, do you guys want to do it right now? And Steve uh, said yes, and I said yes. We ran back on the field, and everybody knew what was getting ready to happen, and it's just how it unfolded. You know, with uh, Steve Young throwing the ball up, and I'm going up to fight for the ball, to come down with the ball, and... uh, And that was uh, touchdown number 127, breaking the greatest uh, football player ever record, uh, Jim Brown.
1: It's been a pleasure to talk to Pro Football Hall of Famer Jerry Rice. Jerry, big fan, so it's been a big, big pleasure for me. Thank you for taking the time to do it.
17: Hey, thanks for having me. Football is back.
1: Big bucket list thing for me. That dude could play. And he went to Mississippi Valley State and played college football. Pro Football Hall of Famer. Jerry Rice, we will open the phone lines back up three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh russell at w r u f Talk about uh, the Gators, or I tell you what, the other thing that's interesting to me. You look at the teams. I mean, Ole Miss is struggling. They're ranked. Florida, are they struggling? They're ranked. How many really elite teams are there? I don't know. Justin says, um, this happens often. Gator fans act like they beat Utah by 30 and prematurely get ranked in the top 15. Kentucky schemed and stopped the run, resulting in Gator offensive ineffectiveness. But he has a lot of work to do this week, or it's going to be a disaster of a season because Kentucky provided the blueprint to stop Richardson and prove that he can't uh, make passes. Uh, Hang in there. He says, best of luck, Gator Nation. Sometimes it is a blueprint, but you also have to have the personnel to succeed in that blueprint. And not every team is going to have the strength at linebacker, for example, that Kentucky had. And I think that's sometimes overlooked as well. All right, we're going to, at at the bottom of the 1 o'clock hour, uh, talk a little South Florida football. Their head coach, Jeff Scott, is going to join us later in the week to do a live interview. Um, So that'll be a lot of fun. And then, I know it's early, but I'm going to run down a little bit um, some statistics from the SEC for you. And some of them are really eye-popping. We'll tell you about it. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillerie, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quartararo. Gators volleyball returns to action from the Stephen C. O'Connell Center tonight with a matchup against rival Florida State. The Gators are 6-2 with their only two losses coming against top 15 ranked opponents. You can tune into coverage right here tonight starting at 645. The Tampa Bay Rays will have two chances to get back into the winning column today with a doubleheader against division rival Toronto. The Blue Jays won the series opener yesterday, which extends the Rays' losing streak to three games. Toronto has now also jumped Tampa Bay in the AL East standings by half a game. Week 1 of the NFL season concluded yesterday with an exciting 17-16 Seahawks win on Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson's debut with Denver was spoiled by his former team as the Broncos missed a potential game-winning field goal with 20 seconds left. That's your Gainesville Center. I'm Matt Cotteron.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: Palatka is the home of the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it's sustained through your donations. That's right, cars, trucks, boats, RVs just about any kind of vehicle. These donations are tax-deductible, and they really help these boys learn real-life skills. The reason? Because they take the vehicles that you donate, they repair them, and then they resell them. So it's certainly a win-win situation. And the Road Heaver Boys Ranch has a rich history, too. They've been helping boys for over 70 years, and now they do need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Your generosity will do a heck of a lot of good. For more information, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more
7: credit union could cover your car payments for a whole year are you listening a year we don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out so here's your heads up right now you can save big with a radiant credit union auto loan at an amazingly low rate plus no payments for 90 days and you could win your car payments for a year but hurry this offer ends september 30th visit radiantcu.org auto loan and get started federally insured by ncua
19: no purchase necessary see website for contest rules it's a- Everybody's
6: favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown.
0: At IDC, you're going to see more diamonds and diamond jewelry than you ever imagined in one place. At prices you never thought possible.
8: IDC owner Keith LeClaire. Nobody's ever accused me of not having enough diamonds. I got
0: over 50,000 diamonds in stock. All shapes, all sizes, all price points.
8: We're talking 30 times the selection of ordinary jewelry stores all at rock bottom, no middleman prices, right? We refuse to be beat on any diamond,
0: any price, anywhere, period.
8: And relax. At IDC, there's no pressure. No commission salespeople, no pricing games. In fact, we'll show you the inside secrets of the diamond industry and teach you how to maximize value. At IDC, you get to buy like a dealer buys. All this, plus a free lifetime warranty on any purchase, a 110% diamond upgrade guarantee, and over 4,000 designer rings you won't find anywhere else. We are the 800-pound gorilla, and you'll see the difference the minute you walk in the store. International Diamond Center. If you're in the market to buy a
0: diamond and you don't come to IDC, you are nuts. At
8: Celebration
5: (laughs) Point.
0: Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gears. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
1: All right, let's hear from you on this Tuesday. The Voice of Gators, Sean Kelly, is going to be here Thursday. Jeff Scott, the coach at USF, will be here with us live on Thursday. Uh, their play-by-play voice, Jim Lops going to be here, too, so you'll know all you need to know about South Florida. Tim, welcome to the show.
20: Hey, Steve. Um, wish I had called in uh, with, with Coach and Steve there. Uh, what's his name? Shane there. But uh, it seemed to me that when things were getting tough, we didn't make it easier. And if Richardson was losing his confidence, it didn't seem like we made a lot of like, hey, here's a simple throw for you. Here's a little curl route to, to get you in the groove kind of thing. Um, specifically, the, the pick six seemed like an extremely dangerous pass. Um, well,
1: hold on just was, a second. Yeah, There's a yeah. difference between dangerous pass. Let me talk to what you said earlier. That right. throw is an easy throw. Okay.
20: Right. Even from the far hash all the way across, you don't think sure. it's in the air for it. Oh no, no. I'm not
1: saying know. there's not danger in it. Sure. Right. But in terms of, you know, having to read something in terms right. of it, it's it's an, it's a relatively easy throw. So true, but I but true. I see what you're saying. Okay.
11: Yeah,
20: I, I, that and that's just kind of my thing. Is I, I wish we would have okay. Look, we're, we're we're out of balance. We're, we're we don't have any rhythm right now. Let's let's hit a couple of five yard hitches. Let's let's hit a couple of out routes. Let's you know some things that really don't have a chance to go too bad. You know what I mean? Like, it, look, you, you miss on a curl, the guy probably drops it. You know, the guy climbs on his back, and maybe you don't get the flag. You hit an out route, maybe you throw it too wide. So, you know. it, it by the way, great call from Michelle earlier too. Uh, I just, I'd like to see some some balance of that, and that that's a question I had about Napier's ability coming in. I didn't question his ability to be the CEO type, um, but it was a question of his his on duty play calling type for me. I just don't know that much about him, and you know he, he he rolls the dice, and so far it's paid off some, and hasn't paid off some. It is what it is right now, but um, I'd like to see him try to you know. Set them up for success a little, a little bit easier sometimes when things are out of balance. That's just my
1: take. So Yeah, I mean, I, look, there Billy Napier at Louisiana, I, I only went back to last year. I did not go look at previous years. But he's always been more of a run-first guy than a thrower. And I think we're seeing that now. Now, does that mean if he thinks throwing the ball is going to be successful that he wouldn't do it? I think he would as a play caller. But the thing that is amazing to me, and in talking to a couple of national people to get their perspective, Florida is dead last in the SEC in passing yardage with a guy wow. who's a first-round draft pick.
20: Wow. Yeah, that's that's alarming. And, you know, I I heard the call earlier about Whittemore, and I, and I have to question the same thing. I do wonder why he's not getting targets. Is there something that we don't know? Is there something that he doesn't like about him? I mean, he, he is one of your best returning wide receivers. Despite his, yeah, I mean, you know, despite what you might want to think, he, he has probably caught some of the most balls on our team at this. point. Oh ball.
1: yeah, I I wasn't in any way not no concerned. not
20: you yeah but, yeah yeah just a general use, yeah but, but <laughs> I, I
1: again I I've, I've not I don't look at every rotation. My my thought right. was that he is not on the field as much as he was a year ago, but I could be totally wrong.
20: Yeah, I just like his – he has good reach and good jumping ability, so he has a large catching area that he can pull in from some maybe missed targets that I don't know that we have around. But, hey, I'm just, just a fan. So we'll see how it goes. Thanks,
1: dude. Okay, appreciate you, Tim. Thank you for your call. Yeah, that and, – and look at some of these SEC numbers. That really stuck out to me. And you know who the worst two teams in the league are on offense? Texas A&M and Florida. They both average twenty-two and a half points a game, and the gap. Kentucky is the next worst, and they average thirty-one and a half. So it isn't even really close. So, and yet Kentucky, averaging thirty-one points, is unbeaten, and in total defense, Florida actually is ahead of Tennessee ahead of South Carolina, ahead of Arkansas, and ahead of Vanderbilt. Kentucky is fourth. So the reason why they're where they are, right? They average 31 points a game, and they're fourth in the SEC in total defense. That's part of the reason they're where they are. But numbers sometimes can lie, but other times they dramatize things. And in this case, I think it does. Greg says, In order to successfully run an RPO, run-pass option, you have to fear the pass. So the Gator O needs to generate successful downfield passing against USF to help build their confidence before the UT game. I get that. Okay? Let me try to give you an analogy. If a baseball team is having trouble with their starting pitching, well, then... You want to have your pitchers have great outings to give them confidence going forward. Now, the trouble with that is you can't scheme that. I mean, you can do it by pitch count and what you call and all that, but your first job is to win a football game. If you have to run the ball 40 times to win the game, that's what you do. And it will be interesting to me if South Florida, A, mirrors – What Kentucky tried to do B if they do that how does Florida react to that and then does South Florida have the horses to be able to do that that's what I think is going to really dictate this don't forget bottom of the one o'clock hour you'll hear more uh, concerning South Florida Uh, As we get there, they beat Howard last week, and they were drummed by a very good BYU team. Uh, Will Turner from 24-7 Sports will talk to us about UCF coming up. All right, we'll get uh, a final caller in the hour here. And that's going to be A.B. A.B., hello. Hey, A.P. Gators. Oh, A.P., sorry about that. Okay.
21: Yes, sir, yes, sir. So, uh, I know a lot of fans get a perspective, and a lot of fans haven't played football. You know, um, I, I played football, I, I went to both games. When I saw Utah, I seen a team that was undersized but well coached that outplayed us in certain areas, but we had a better quarterback. When I looked at this game with Kentucky, I seen a Kentucky team that was bigger and faster than Utah but wasn't uh, didn't execute as much. And I seen Florida beat them on every level on the field um, that you can think of, except for quarterback. And it's just so happened the quarterback determines the most of the game. He touched the ball offensively every game, so I like what I saw in our Florida Gator team. I'm confident in our team, you know. But I'm, but, uh, and I feel like Anthony Richardson. When you examine every play, every throw he's ever made, uh, accuracy has n- never been an issue. Now decision making in the Georgia game, you can question that, but accuracy has never been an issue, you know. And then seeing the fact that he didn't use his legs to get out of situations, or uh, even like a second and ten in the fourth quarter with ten minutes left, and he throw it away out of bounds like that—give me three or four or five yards. So something mentally was going on. Whether whatever that came from, that is what needs to be addressed in order for this football team to.
1: Yeah. Okay, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. It's going to take us to the top of the hour, hour two of Sports Scene coming up. Call us up, talk a little sports. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: WRUF Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot
16: weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tahoe fiberglass runabouts and deck boats help families escape the heat. Looking at saltwater fishing boats? Mako combines the spirit of adventure with a legacy of trust. Nitro fiberglass bass boats are designed to make you a champion. Tracker all welded aluminum boats are powered by mercury. Tracker boats at your authorized Tracker marine dealer. Polaris of Gainesville.
19: Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any make or model, our customers are asking, and we want to give them what they want. So we're paying top dollar right now for your used power sports vehicle. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua.
1: Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetic's Now, you've put it off long enough, it's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550.
11: There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in gator country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission.
22: In St. Pete Clearwater, every day is a beach day. And with 35 miles of pristine, sugary, white sand, it's easy to see why. So let's grab the beach bag, the beach ball, and the boogie board. Let's pack the suits, the sunscreen, and the sunglasses. Take a dip in the emerald green waters of the Gulf and then take in a breathtaking sunset at the end of the day. So let's make a beeline to the beach and let's shine. Plan your next getaway at visitstpeteclearwater.com.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUL. Welcome
1: to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday San Patosa is producing. Stay dry. Another rainy day around here. It's interesting today after yesterday's flurry of calls I, I just I'm trying to figure out where Gator Nation's pulse is right now. If I had to guess I think a lot of the Confidence. Uh, this was a great hire. Has gone away a little bit. I think now there's questioning. You know how how good is this staff? What what? And, and that comes with winning and losing. There. Nick Saban wasn't very good his first year at Alabama, was he? he's been pretty good after that. In fact, Billy Napier wasn't very good his first year at Louisiana. Pretty good after that. But it's hard to look that far down. So, B.B. says, sweet interview with, Gary, with Jerry Rice, love watching him play. Looking back to the results last season, things kind of started to go downhill after Alabama, even though there were some wins after that close Alabama game. Something just seemed off physically, but seemingly more so mentally. What's happened to our gators not to follow a similar pattern this year? Well, you can't let that happen. You cannot let that snowball. Now, fortunately, the schedule helps in that you, you this is a game Florida's favored to win. You know, I don't think they'll be favored at Rocky Top, and then you play Eastern Washington, and then you gotta worry about The rest of the way so we'll see Uh, he said it's just NFL week one anything jump out at you well once again it's one week I mentioned this earlier Aaron Rodgers looked not very good but he didn't look very good week one last year either he ended up being MVP but I I like what the Dolphins did they looked pretty good offensively I I like what the Vikings did Yesterday, and the Jets looked the same. So, and, and the Jags looked, they were competitive. They didn't win, but they were competitive. Now, the commanders aren't great, but I think it's a step in the right direction. But it's one week. Jerry will talk to us. Hi, Jerry.
23: Hey, Steve. How are you? All right. A um, lot, lot of thoughts come to mind, you know, after watching the, the game the other night. You know, I think defensively, our offensive line, our special teams, our running game, I think they're a little bit ahead of where we expected them to be. Honestly, I, I thought everybody did a pretty good job. I, I also believe that there's going to be a learning curve because Billy Napier, I mean, you know, he, he's not a tremendously experienced coach, and he certainly hasn't coached in the SEC. And I, I think if you're a first-year coach and you're coaching in the SEC – there's going to be a learning curve. And, 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 you know, I think I think they might have been a little bit surprised by how good Kentucky was. You know, but, I mean, when you take into consideration that, you know, you've played two teams in the top 25 and you've been competitive in, in both games, you know, I think that's a feather in your cap. You know, I, I will say this about Anthony Richardson. And, and I wonder, a lot of times when you get tremendous athletes they, they tend to try to rely on that athleticism, and, and they don't put in the work. And I'm not saying he doesn't because I honestly don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. They don't put in the work to, to make themselves, take themselves to the next level. And what, what makes me think that could be a possibility is the way he, he, he just, he wouldn't go through his progressions. Um, you know, he seemed very hesitant. And to me, if, you know, if you're having to stop and think about the game, obviously that's when you get in trouble. And, and you know, by, by putting in the work and, and doing the work in the film room and things like that, you're not having to think about those things as much. They're just automatically, you know, they become instinctive. And I'll just hang up and hear your thoughts, but that's kind of what I was thinking after the
1: game. Okay, Jerry, thank you. One of the things I think that's a, a – who is a – poster child if you will for this is Sam Pittman I mean Billy Napier was on Alabama he was on that staff so he's familiar with the SEC when, when uh, Pittman took over I remember where he came from in SEC school right they were 0-8 in the conference 0-8 under Coach Morris the next year they were 3-7 and in the conference and last year they were four and four in the conference and were nine and four overall. So he got Arkansas better pretty quickly, and they're ranked now. I think that's the progression Gator fans would like to see. Adam, hello.
24: Hey, Steve. Uh, great show. I think you've had some uh, phenomenal callers today. I think they've expressed a lot of what I what I've been going through trying to determine why and how this uh, this loss happened, I, I think we had, um, I don't think I, I know, we had incredible momentum in the first half. Um, you know, if you put your coaching cap on, um, what changes specifically, what changes would you have made going into the second half? If any.
1: Uh, you know, I I can't answer that because I'm not in the room. I, I'm not there. I, I don't know what the game plan is Adam and I'm not uh shirking the question but I can't really accurately answer that because I don't know what their game plan did they did they not was their game plan good and not executed um did they make changes in the second half that you know we're not aware of that's a that's a tough question to answer
20: it
24: is and and so we'll, we'll just I passed that, and I think your last caller and several callers have hit it on the head. I mean, um, execution is a large part of it, but um, uh, you know, uh, I, I think Billy Napier said it himself in his press conference that you know they they're, they they took ownership. Um, I just the the play calling just baffled me. I mean, we're supposed to be a run heavy team. That's what we heard that's that's going to happen, and it happened in the Utah game. And it seemed to me. Um, that they went away from that in this game. And sometimes, in my opinion, you have to run into the teeth to knock some teeth out. You know, sometimes you have to lean on your strength, which is our offensive line and our rushing attack. And I, I the, the very, the very first series of the game, Steve, I mean, we threw it three times back to back to back to back. That's not our identity. And I just didn't see that, but I do want to talk about, um, that we only had three penalties in this game, so that's a progression. The defense looked fantastic, and I know Kentucky's offensive line was seriously lacking, um, but I really believe that that we just need to win or lose, that we have to lean on the strength of our team, Steve, and I I would hope you agree with that. And go Gators, let's beat USF and get after uh, Tennessee. Thank you, T. All right, Adam,
1: thank you. Well, let me say this. If, this, if the strength of a team is the run game and a defense comes out in an eight-man front, you're going to run? That might be the strength of your team, but the other team knows that too. But I get it. You you want to have an identity of some kind. Dick, welcome.
4: Hey, Steve. How you doing? Great show again, buddy. Hey, um, I, I was just thinking, I think maybe, you know, we're getting to the, the – the card's getting a little bit before the horse. I think if you look at our first two games here, now we played two ranked teams. You just gave the stats on Kentucky, you know, offensively and defensively. They're playing really well in the SEC. I mean, Billy Napier's never been a coach at a Power 5 conference. He's been a, a coach. So he's getting his feet wet, too, as far as uh, the difference in the play, maybe the speed, the size, possibly. So, but I mean, I think I think he's doing great, man. I, I, I'm at the game Saturday. And we're bringing in tons of recruits. These guys really like him, you know. Some of the recruits I talked to up on the terrace. I mean, he. I think he. I think he's gonna be fine. Um, Anthony Richardson just didn't play a real good game. I mean, I mean, he made some bad, poor, poor decisions. I think. I think the whole game turned around with the interception that the, really the, the, the Kentucky guy, the defensive end made a great play in that play on the interception. I mean, you know, they got good players on defense too. That's mm-hmm. what they do. They made a great play. And I think that turned the game around because I think if we could have if we could have went in sixteen seven at halftime, we're up by two scores. Instead, we go in sixteen thirteen. Kentucky gets the ball first half, second half goes down, ties the game right away. So I think if we would, I think that play right there kind of really kind of took the steam out of this as far as what we were going to do in the second half. I think if we stay up two scores, then maybe we get a little more aggressive in the second half. I'm not really sure, but. I think that play there really hurt us going into halftime. What do you, what do you think?
1: Well, I mean, usually football games come down to six or seven key plays if it's, if it's competitive, right. if it's a competitive game. And obviously, if you're throwing a pick six, that's a key play, right? So, right. But it's, it's, it's some of the other things as well that you don't see. Okay, what to your point, what adjustments were made what adjustments weren't made? What, who played well? What did the tape show? These are all things this staff is going to have to learn. And I just mentioned Sam Pittman, okay? His first year at Arkansas was better. They hadn't won a conference game the year before. I think they won three the second time. And now Arkansas is ranked. So, you know, it's going to. most times when you take a program over that has not done well, it's going to take a little time.
4: Right. And one one more one more point, for you. I know you're probably on time schedule, but one thing I'm really encouraged about defensively, it looks like yes, it's early in the season, but we played two ranked teams, two pretty good ball teams to start the season out I, I'm really happy with our defense in whole, how we played and I and I've noticed Devin Booker, Shamar James, um, Kamari Wilson, he's playing some true freshmen, a lot of minutes on that defense. I mean I've been watching the last two games and he's he's putting some freshmen out there not just like mop-up times or but in some critical time situations. So he's giving some of these young freshmen, you know, these young guys some invaluable minutes. And they're doing pretty well.
0: All
21: right,
1: so Dick, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. 115 Time Check brought to you by Hayes PG PGD, get right to you. ESPN one FM, fifty AM, WYUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
22: Good afternoon, I'm Lauren Halpern. After coming off three wins in the Sunshine Invitational, the Gator volleyball team will take on Florida State tonight for what is expected to be a competitive rivalry game. The game will be held at home, and you can find coverage right here starting at 645. The Tampa Bay Rays take on the Blue Jays today in a doubleheader. The first game is set for 107, and the second is set for 707. Coming off a three-game losing streak, the Rays look for a shift in momentum. The Rays currently sit at 3rd place in the AL East, one game behind the Blue Jays and 6 behind the Yankees for first place. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 a.m., WRUF.
1: Hey friends and even students, are you looking for internship or co-op opportunities while completing undergraduate or graduate degrees? If you are, I urge you to check out Arthrex. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries. From professional athletes to weekend warriors, they care about helping people get back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference, join a global company that provides exciting opportunities and experiences to enhance your professional development. Don't wait. Openings for summer internships and spring co-ops will become available now. So check out careers.arthrex.com. Careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com.
11: Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half-off our handcrafted martinis and wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And, of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com
16: gator fans gear up for game day every game this season show your gator pride from a huge selection of shirts jackets backpacks hats and hundreds of other gator gear products at the uf bookstore on campus at the wright's union and they have the largest selection of new jordan sideline apparel and nike collections in school or out of school the uf bookstore is the place to gear up for game day there's no better way to show your gator pride than to wear the orange and blue to every game indoors or outdoors get yours at the uf bookstore go gators
3: Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Here what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
9: I was really looking for some top of the line dentist to you know, be under their care. I mean from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh healthcare provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it when you leave you just feel great but if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that come to exceptional dentistry because they are exceptional
3: this is dr luis rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome we're here for you please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com that's exceptionaldentistry.com
8: One thing people really love about International Diamond Center, their diamond experts are not paid on commission. No commission structure means no pressure, brutal honesty, no fluff. That's IDC veteran diamond expert Robbie Blue who says this approach removes the stress and puts you in control. If I've got three items here and it doesn't benefit me to sell you any one of those, I want you to pick what you like. There's zero incentive to upsell you or steer you in a more expensive direction. If I show you three diamonds that are the shape that you're after and the size. And if one is 11000 one is 8000 and one is 6000 do you see a difference? No commission means I can tell you that take that 2000 or 3000 and put it somewhere in your life that will make a difference. If you can't tell the differences, then don't spend it. No commission sales means more honesty, more transparency, and overall just a more pleasant experience. It makes it more fun. It makes it more enjoyable, I think, for me, and very much believe for the client. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point
1: automotive we get the bugs out of your car. college football season is here and there's lots of great plays being made hey it's Steve Russell let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile I take it to Dave Mays Automotive why because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect integrity and honesty if you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores make a great play and head to Dave May's Automotive located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, A.C., oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks, and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave
5: Mays Automotive, we get the bugs.
0: Up at four, It's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
19: This is Gator Head Football Coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Thank you, Coach. Uh, somebody
1: uh, emailed asked about uh, what year Jimbo Fisher was in at Texas A&M I think he's in his 5th year but I do know this 50 games into his tenure 35 and 15 Kevin Sumlin after 50 games 36 and 14 and Sumlin was fired perspective PG, hello.
18: Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Um, yeah, that's quite a number right there. Someone basically was – they basically have the same coach. You can just look at numbers, right? So, um, with that being said, you mentioned the numbers in the SEC and where Florida is passing offense, total offense. You know, it tells a story, but it's, it's such a short sample size. And, you know, who did who did Kentucky play the first week? It's eluding me, but it wasn't a Miami of Ohio. Yeah, so so Florida played Utah, and they played Kentucky. They're going to get their South Florida this week. I expect them to go up in that regard, but being dead last, that's not good. Something's going wrong there, and and that leads to my question. I don't think it's one thing. I think it's a few different things, but do you feel like Richardson is, I don't want to say being allowed, but is being trained to maybe have a primary – receiver and and maybe a secondary guy at this point? Because that that interception he threw that was right in front of him, he just just stared him down, and it made me think that's where he was going the whole time. Do you think Billy and and the offensive staff are just kind of giving him small chunks of the field right now?
1: I can't answer that question because I honestly don't know. You know, we don't get to see practice. The assistant coaches are not made available. So it's difficult to answer that question. But I will say this about the throw. From what I could see of the play, it's a pretty simple play. Get it. It's a little hitch. Throw it. I don't think there's a lot. But he didn't obviously see the defender, you know, break on the ball. So I don't know how much they're asking of their – not just Anthony Richardson, but Miller or anybody else – you know, to in terms of reading, in terms of what they're supposed to do. I'm going to go back to this, though. Anthony Richardson is a pretty inexperienced quarterback when it comes to things like reading defenses and things like that. So my gut reaction would be they do try want want to make it simple for him to not have to do a lot of reads and things like that, but that's just my guess.
18: Yeah. And, and, you know, I just feel like Billy's, he is coaching butt off with the personnel that he has. You know, some of the younger players were mentioned earlier. I like his talent evaluation. I like what he's getting out of certain guys and, and putting them like D line for him. I mean, by the time the end of the third quarter, beginning of fourth quarter, they the towel is dry, man. They've, they've gotten the snaps. They put guys in at the right time. They're, they're, they're doing a great job in a lot of different areas. Um, I see that, and to be one and one after two games, a big deal. Last question for you: What kind of road team? Obviously, you want to get through South Florida. What What do you expect to see? Obviously, Tennessee is a tough place to play, but just in general, from what we saw last week and some of the confidence things, especially the quarterback. What do you think? Kind of what kind of road team you think this is going to be? And I'll take it off the air.
1: Okay, thanks, PG. I love the questions. I don't know the answer. I mean, look, Tennessee is really good offensively. Their wide receivers and quarterback are very good. I don't think defensively they're that good. So can you go on the road and beat Tennessee? Yeah, I mean, they're capable of that. But I think they're going to have to play very well defensively and play much better than they have offensively to do it. D, welcome.
15: Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, just want to uh, talk about the, uh, what you talked about earlier, the fan expectation and, you know, what a difference a week makes uh, and why people are going crazy. Uh, you know, Steve, over the summer, I, I, I said, when you asked for the record, I said 8-4. and four. Um, And I said, like Shane said, the defensive line was a huge question. And I said the lack, the lack of explosiveness at the wide receiver position is, is gonna, is troubling. I'm mean, the no tight end. We have a, we, we have a, um, a defensive lineman, uh, that moved over to the offensive side starting that tight end. That's, that's how weak the position is right now. And I also, and I said, if you, if I was an opposing coach on, on uh, opposing coach that's, co- that's going up against this gator offense, I'm keeping Anthony Richardson in that pocket and I'm gonna force him to beat me from the pocket. And that's exactly what Kentucky did. And that pick, you know what that pick six was, Steve? That was that was a result of the, the Kentucky had no respect for the Gators' deep game. They had no respect for it. So that defensive back squatted on that route, and he jumped it, and it was a pick six. And again, it's he and Napier inherited inherited this roster, and but he's recruiting. He's got five receivers recruited. And like I said, in defensive lineman, he's probably going to have seven or eight in this class. So the reinforcements are coming, but they're just not here right now. And he's just going to have to work with what he's got. So I don't know how anyone over the summer that's objectively looking at this, not with orange and blue glasses on, to see this team winning more than eight games. Because they're just, from a talent standpoint, they're just not there yet.
1: All right. Dee, thank you. Appreciate your call as always. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. South Florida is the Gators' next opponent. You'll hear more about them next ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you're a diabetic, we have great news.
6: It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy! The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat, and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social
13: at Midtown. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally-installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net.
11: There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in gator country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator
4: Transmission. Hello, friend. Al Purnell here, the Sausage Man, for Purnell's Old Folk's Country Sausage. People ask me how Old Folk's Sausage got its name. Well, Old Folk's was my daddy's nickname. He got it when he was a little boy, being around the Old Folk's and listening to their stories and learning things. That's how he learned to make great-tasting sausage the old-time way, and that's still how we make it today. Try Purnell's Old Folk's Country Sausage,
0: because it's
4: good.
0: Center. Here is your WRUF weather update.
14: Sun and clouds today with temperatures a bit below normal getting into the mid 80s. Scattered afternoon and evening storms toward Marion Lake and Sumter counties. Tonight, partly cloudy, low temperatures in the low 70s to kick off our Wednesday morning. Elevated rain chances for the rest of the week as a cold front sits just to our northwest. We might get a nudge of drier air by the weekend. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. <laughs>
12: And now, the, 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 the Dan Patrick Show.
7: Dan
17: Patrick. <laughs> I think Josh Allen should take a page out of Cam Newton's book. When Cam Newton and Carolina went to the Super Bowl, Cam Newton ran the most times in his career. When my quarterback is that big and that fast, he's so dangerous when he's able to do that. The
0: Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com interesting email here uh
1: week three florida will be fine in the long run Reason florida lost to kentucky they had the better quarterback tennessee will be a loss because they have a better quarterback it's amazing what one bad performance can do florida south florida will turner 24 7 sports will join us now covers the bulls Will, good to have you welcome
25: yeah, appreciate you. It feels like just about a year ago when we were uh, <laughs> yeah. getting ready to lake this up uh, down at down at Tampa last year. Yeah,
1: well, I, that's a good place to start. Will, do you think this South Florida team is a better football team than the one that was playing Florida a year ago?
25: You know, two weeks ago I, I would have said, uh, you know, unequivocally, unequivocally yes. Uh, two weeks later, you know, you, you, you'd like to think uh, they had a you know dud of a season opener against BYU uh got got off to a slow start against Howard last week um won that game 42 to 20 they were a 39 and a half point favorite so probably felt you know maybe a little less satisfying for the fan base and some of the some of the writers than it probably should have but um you know it's just it it, it, it's 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 interesting what USS is kind of going through. They completely rebuilt their defense, um, you know, with the new scheme and defensive coordinator Bob Shoop, who's a, a, a in his first year, a guy that was at Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Penn State um, as the DC at those spots, Tennessee as well. And uh, they brought a lot of transfers on that side of the football as well. They brought in double-digit transfers across uh, across the field, but they brought in four, five, six guys on the defensive side of the ball to to, to be you know, uh, in that too deep. And, you know, it's, it's through two weeks, uh, there hasn't been a ton of ton of growth that we've necessarily seen on the field. But it feels like it's coming, especially offensively, if they could just kind of uh, eliminate some of the drops and eliminate some of the, the missed timing on some routes. The running game is there. But overall, you know, it feels like there's potential for, yes, they could be a better football team than last year. It's just it it, it hasn't been shown through the first two games of the year.
1: A transfer at quarterback from Baylor. uh, How has that worked so far?
25: Yeah, so Gary Bohannon came in, as you said, from Baylor. He's a guy that won the Big Twelve last year, uh, won the Sugar Bowl last year against Ole Miss. Guy that came in after throwing twenty four hundred yards with the Bears, um, or twenty two hundred yards rather. He, you know, he he's going to bring leadership. He's going to bring, you know. uh, uh, a, a veteran mentality that USF didn't really have at quarterback in, in years prior uh, brings some stability to the position, which is good. You know, through the first two games, he, he's thrown—he's thrown well, I'd say. You know, he, a lot of he, a lot of folks have, have kind of written him off. Somebody said that he even that USF has struck out on their transfer quarterback, which I disagree on. Uh, he's thrown for about 55, 56 ish percent of his passes that he's completed. Uh, Between the first two games, just around 200 yards a game. Um, So for me, you know, with with him, it's like I said, USF has got to eliminate some of the drops. Xavier Weaver, who's uh, wide receiver one at USF, um, caught over 700 yards of passes last year. He's had some really uncharacteristic drops um, for him uh over the first two weeks so he's got to correct that and then again like i said some of the timing just seems a little bit off a couple of receivers got overthrown uh some of their fastest receivers got overthrown uh so i think once they figure out that it'll it'll the staff will, will look a little bit better he should be around that 65 to 70 percent completion percentage um but yeah off the field stuff he's been he's been terrific just what the doctor ordered at that position for usf
1: well if, if uh the bulls are to win or be competitive in this game. what's got to happen for them
25: yeah so they they have to start fast uh, you look at the first two games uh you know against b y u and howard they did not start fast b y u took a twenty eight nothing first quarter lead against the bulls um in 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 the opening game and then howard was up seven nothing after a quarter and 14, and u s f only had a fourteen seven lead at half so They've got to get more out of the, their first fifteen to twenty offensive plays. Um, you know, they—they they, I wouldn't say scoring on the opening drive is a must, uh, but I'd say scoring on the uh, on one of the first two or three drives of the game is a must um, to be competitive going into this one. It's that's kind of their keys, and obviously they've got a, a tall fast in containing Anthony Richardson.
1: Uh, look, BYU is a really good football team. But defensively, what do you see with South Florida?
25: You know, I see a team that that has, you know, kind of shown that they're going to be able to rush the quarterback well. Um, they've registered 18 tackles for loss through their first two games: uh, seven against BYU, I believe, eleven against um, eleven against Howard last week, which. You go back and look; USF was, uh, I, I think, they only had seven tackles for loss in one game, and that was their season high. So, uh, you see a team that's that's going to be able to rush the quarterback a little bit better. I'd like to see them adjust uh, a little bit earlier in games, as opposed to kind of in the second half when the game's already been put away. Um, you know, they're they're going to be they're going to be thin at secondary, from the sounds of things. They had three secondary starters out last week against Howard and Daquan Evans, Christian Williams. Uh, both corners and uh, Matt Hill, who's the nickel back in that star uh, position for USF. So we'll see if USF can get those guys back. Um, but I thought, you know, Ray Thornton, a Clemson transfer played really well at the safety spot. I thought Will Jones, a Kansas state transfer play well at the safety spot. Um, you know, so, so secondary should be good, but the linebackers have got to be solid as well. Uh, they're going to hopefully get Antonio Greer back from hamstring injury. Um, we will kind of know more on their status later in the week. Um, you know, and, and and those guys are going to have a tall pass, like I said, defending, you know, a lot of good skill position players. But, like I said, I think they're, they're, they're going to be a lot better at rushing the quarterback this year. And, uh, you know, once they get everybody back and healthy, they should be pretty solid defensively. They just haven't been playing with their full deck of cards early on.
1: Well, Turner, our guest, 24-7 sports, he covers the South Florida Bulls. Two last things. Um, do, does the fan base there understand there's a rebuilding process? Because sometimes fans, you know, can be a bit impatient. W- what's the sense you get from the fan base when it comes to Coach Scott?
25: Yeah. So obviously the the optics aren't good. You know, considering that USF has just won four games and in, in, in three seasons, yeah. uh, Jeff Scott is is, is four and nineteen in in his. Uh, know usf tenure and and obviously fans fans want to win but you know this rebuild was was lengthy to say the least from what charlie strong left back in 2019 when he was dismissed obviously covid wreaked its havoc on college football programs around the country um and when you're a first-year head coach dealing with that um you know it's not it's not a very good time so jeff had to deal with that in his first year And then, you know, you go from there. In 2021, they, you know, have a significant amount of injuries. They they don't get their quarterback uh, situation stabilized really until game four, game five. They, you know, like I said, have to completely rebuild their defense. They fire their defensive coordinator in year two, um, uh, change up the offense after Charlie Weiss Jr. goes to Ole Miss. So, you know, it, it feels like even within the rebuild, there's been miniature rebuilds from a year to year basis. And, you know, I used, like I said, uh, a minute ago, I used the term playing with their full deck of cards. I use that term quite a bit because, you know, it just doesn't seem like USF has really had all the resources available to them in, in the Jeff Scott era between COVID, between, um, you know, the amount of injuries that stacked up last year. It just doesn't feel like they've been able to, to, to really play with, with with their full arsenal. Um, you know, fans understand it's a rebuild, but uh, Jeff Scott's doing a great job with the facilities aspect, getting an indoor practice facility, uh, you know, spearheaded and, and built. Uh, they want to build the on-campus stadium that's been talked about. That's on deck for 2026 and has been uh, rapidly moving in that direction. Jeff Scott's been great in fundraising and, and, and has been a great CEO head coach, but fans are, are, getting, uh, are getting antsy for better results on the field without a doubt.
1: Last question, Will. Assuming that the, the injured guys you mentioned all get back and all play, can this team hang Saturday?
25: You know, I, I, I'd i like to see. I think the barometer for me is going to be that first, first and second quarter. Like I said, USF just hasn't started fast at all. You know, really within the past 12 to 14 games dating back to last season, um, so they've really got to be able to, to, to go, and, and I'd say keep it a two-score game at halftime and see where the chips fall um, in the second half. You know, they're, they're going to keep it, they're gonna have to keep it close. I mean, it's, it's, if they can get everyone back, um, you know, maybe it's a 14- to 17-point game at halftime um you know this defense has got to be, it has got to improve very quickly obviously the swamp as everyone knows is a tough place to play um USF is, has has been able to go in to opponent buildings and play you know in some pretty big environments they played at Notre Dame in 2020 they played at BYU last year um they played at NC State so they played big time environments they haven't been able to play at an SEC stadium uh, like the swamp in recent memory so um you know that's going to be tough but you know I, I i think the barometer for me is keep it competitive at halftime um and then see what happens in the second half but you know like i said it's got to be a two score game at halftime at the minimum um you know for or at the maximum rather for for usf to be able to compete and show that they could uh you know maybe maybe cause some some havoc in the second half
4: uh, if- uh,
1: gator fans want to find out more where can they see your work will
25: yeah so bull 24 will be uh breaking this game down as as i kind of wrap up howard week so there'll be some breakdown from that some film review stuff that goes up uh probably today or tomorrow we'll start florida tomorrow jeff scott spoke with the media today so we'll talk about uh talk about that uh very very soon um, and then you can follow me on Twitter at wturner 247 I'll be in the swamp. I'll be on the field breaking it all down as we go through uh as we go through game week.
1: Okay. Appreciate you doing this, Will. Thank you.
25: Of course. Thanks a bunch for having me. I appreciate it. You
1: got it. Will Turner covering the Bulls for 24-7 Sports 145. Time check brought to you by Hayes showy Final segment coming up, ESPN 981 FMA fifty AM W-I-U-F.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending. now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.
22: Good afternoon, I'm Lauren Halpern. In Gator sports, the volleyball team will take on rival Florida State tonight at 7. The Gators are in good shape as they head into the competition, going 3-0 at the Sunshine Invitational last weekend. They defeated Georgia Southern, FGCU, and VCU. Live coverage and updates concerning tonight's matchup can be found right here, starting at 6.45. The Tampa Bay Rays have a doubleheader against the Blue Jays today. The first one started at 107, and the other is set for 707 tonight. The Rays trail behind the Yankees by six games in the AL East. Tonight ought to make a difference in first-place division standings. The Bucks came out on top this past Sunday, outscoring the Cowboys 19-3. They'll take that momentum into their matchup on the 18th in New Orleans, with the odds in their favor. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halper.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: You know, I've talked a long time about Scott Caldwell with your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. Are you considering selling your home? Have you received your upfront written agreement guaranteeing the sale of your home at your price? Well, that's exactly what you get from Scott Caldwell and your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. His upfront written guarantee says this. Your home will sell at your price and in your time frame or he'll buy it. That's right. He'll buy it buy it. Having that upfront written guaranteed sale from Scott allows you to shop for your next home knowing your present home is guaranteed to sell as well as benefiting from the peace of mind knowing you're going to get your price in your time frame and included in Scott's written guarantee is the promise you always get the highest price and if at any time a better offer comes along you get the higher offer not Scott's guarantee. So for all those reasons and a bunch more, take it from me. Call Scott today and find out more. 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or you can visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com.
7: Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And, you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash auto loan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. No
19: purchase necessary. See website for contest rules.
8: The difference between what you can get at IDC versus a mall jewelry store is like night and day. We can present a customer more options than you would if you went into a mall, let's say, and stopped by seven different stores. You can walk into IDC and be presented with twice as many options. Meet Angelo Nader, who came to IDC after years of mall store experience and couldn't believe the difference in selection, value, and quality. We have designer brands that most stores have never even heard of. Takori Viraggio, Fana. We have Christopher Designs, Henry Dossi. These are vendors that before IDC, IDC. I never heard of. I worked in several mall stores and they simply don't carry them. And at International Diamond Center, you're not working with retail clerks, you're working with seasoned jewelry professionals who will teach you, guide you, and give you the level of service you deserve at a price other stores can't beat inside or outside the mall. We are one of the few places that can provide you both with great quality service and unmatched pricing. International Diamond Center. The merchandise that we have is unmatched. The prices that we have are incredibly competitive. Our quality is unsurpassed. At Celebration Point.
1: Summer's over but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetic's Now, you've put it off long enough, it's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550.
12: Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. If you're a diabetic, we have great
6: news.
0: From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com.
22: This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida
1: Gators. Thank you, Mary Wise. They're in action tonight. Florida State in town. You can hear it right here. All right. We have time for some phone calls, but I'll get through the emails we have. Rogers says, heard all summer about U.S. offensive strengths being offensive line and running backs. What we've heard since last Saturday is Stoops wasn't going to let Anthony beat him with his legs. Why didn't we rely more heavily on the offensive line and running backs? Well, but isn't the running game with the quarterback, too? He said, our stats, passes 34, runs 30, Kentucky stats, passes 24, runs 37. I I see the point, but also take into account what Kentucky did at the end of the game when they were just trying to run out the clock. You're not going to throw the ball. Um, He he says, uh, we allowed Kentucky to dictate the game plan and play calling as opposed to imposing our will at home with our supposedly strong offensive line and running backs. Okay, Jonesy uh, says, I know it's one week uh, what do you think about uh, Saquon Barkley and coming win with Jones, make a playoff run? No, I don't think the Giants make a playoff run. But you got a new coach there, who I think has finally gotten the locker room right. He's gotten some of the old Giants to come back and be part of that franchise, so I think it's going to be better. Uh, let's see here. JJ is upset at me. Uh, you mentioned Florida's last in passing as well as other stats comparing Florida to other SEC teams. You mentioned how you felt it was telling or something to that effect. Did you consider the teams, all the other teams have played? Certainly. I'm just giving you the facts, JJ. We can interpret the facts any way we want. Dems the facts. He gets annoyed with me and some of my other callers grouping people together by saying Gator fans are like this or like that why not say callers or emailers I think it's wrong to group every Gator fan together based on callers or emails, I'm not doing that okay I would I would say to you JJ that I would imagine the vast majority of people who listen to this show or participate in it are Gator fans and you are going to say Gator ne-, that's Gator Nation right If I say, I think Gator Nation is this, does it mean everybody in Gator Nation feels that way? No. It's getting too picky, JJ. Uh, Pat says, I know Richardson's inexperienced, but as I've heard Shane say many times, as a quarterback, you're either good at reading defenses or you're not. You can be coached and hopefully improve, but some players just don't see it as well as others. An example would be Franks versus Trask. I'm certainly not giving up on Anthony or this team. The program's moving in the right direction. Appreciate the show and your knowledge. Thank you, Pat, for your email. Jeff, I have no doubt we have the right coach in place. Fandom will always be a fickle bunch. He said fandom. Okay? Not Gator fans. Fandom. I emailed after the game. I didn't see any leadership or passion, will to win on the sidelines during the Kentucky game from Richardson. Didn't see any communication on the sides between the offensive players uh, while the defense was on the field. I say these things not to be critical, just observations that seem odd to me. I know coaching and managing players is different today than it was in my day. Thoughts on the process today versus the head ball coach era. Jeff, everybody does that a little bit differently, but I would say this to you. I cannot think of a football program from middle school on up that doesn't get its offensive group or defensive group together at times during the game and florida's no exception right because what does that entail sometimes when the when the offense is off the field the offensive line will sit there the offensive line coach talks to them the running back coach talks to the running back so i'm not saying it happens after every time there's a change of possession but it's certainly done there's there's no doubt in my mind that that's done Uh, let's see here two more emails Brett says this is interesting he says um, if you were to project now Florida's win total for the season what would it be I think there's some swing games and Florida's already lost one of those swing games, but they also won did anybody expect Florida to be 0 and 2? I did not. I thought Florida could be one and one. I think optimistic Gator fans thought 2 and 0 because then you would have to beat two ranked teams. That's difficult to do even at home, given what your roster is, given first-year head coach, et cetera. Um, But now, you got to win games like... South Carolina is really struggling. And that's a team that beat Florida last year. Missouri is struggling offensively. you got to beat those teams. Texas A&M is struggling. I know on the road, that's not easy, but... If they continue to struggle and can't score points, that keeps you in the game. So that's three games and Florida State. So if you win those swing games and you lose to Kentucky, you lose to Tennessee, you lose to Georgia, okay, you're having a you know your your eight wins is doable. so no 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 time to hit the panic button here at least in my estimation today our thanks to the great Jerry Rice for being here my pleasure to interview him Uh, and Will Turner who covers South Florida from 24-7 sports later in the week Jeff Scott the South Florida coach will join us live Sean Kelly voice of the Gators will join us live also the play-by-play voice of South Florida will join us live We'll talk to some more high school football coaches as well as their teams get set for action uh, this weekend. If the weather permits, my gracious, on Friday nights, it's been monsoons and lightning and thunder and teams that had a hard time finishing playing games on time. Thanks to Sam for producing today. As always, we always thank you for being part of the show. Your listening and participation is always appreciated and welcomed. Don't forget Gator Volleyball tonight. Florida gets to face an in-state rival in Florida State. And beating that team, if you're a Gator fan, is always good, no matter what sport you're playing. Let's see if Mary Wise can do it tonight. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WYUF, I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow at noon.